Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Fantastic Cast podcast. Um, not a trademark name still, but it's certainly growing on me, so I think it's going to stay. So, no longer a working title. Welcome to the podcast, officially. Happy freaking Friday, y'all. Hope the week was good. Um, let's get into the content updates. Ladies and gentlemen, I posted a YouTube video for the first time in like a year and a half. And then before that, it was like a year and a half before my one before that. So yeah, you can find the link to my YouTube channel down in the show notes uh, with the recent video, five backlog games I want to play in 2022. It's about um, six tech products that I'm excited for. I'm just kidding. That's next week's video, maybe, uh, or, or two weeks from now. That's the schedule. Anyways, what? Five backlog games. I want to play in 2022. Um, Skyrim's on that list. More I'll explain. Just go watch the video if you want to hear an explanation. But Skyrim is on that list. The Assassin's Creed series, the Bioshock series, Halo Infinite, maybe in like six to nine months. The more I see news about that game, just the less I want to invest time and especially money, especially not money, but at least, you know, definitely no time and money. It's late, y'all. Here we go. Last on the list, Lego Harry Potter years five through seven. Okay, moving on. Uh, TikToks for the next week. I have no idea, frankly. I'm having a lot of fun talking about like next gen console talk. We'll get into a little bit of that today. Um, trying to find some more game dev stuff to share, either like, you know, tips related, different environment techniques that I personally have. Otherwise, I have no idea. We'll see. Streams for the next week. Honestly, I'm not really sure. We did a lot of just just chatting Tuesday and Thursday, just talking about games. It was a ton of fun. I, I'll probably just stick to that. That's kind of just what I want the streams to be about. So maybe, possibly trying to get back into Valorant. We'll see. I'm in the middle of like a 3D modeling project where I'm modeling all the components of my computer or a level design project making a like division-esque mission level thing. So that might be cool. Totally unrelated, but a little bit related. I restarted Attack on Titan this week to re-catch up for season four. Ha, oh, so good. The 360 Halo servers, y'all, closed down. That is mad, sad news completely. Oh my goodness. If you if you played like Halo 3 and Halo Reach on the 360 back in the heyday, you you probably are feeling the like grief that I'm feeling. I haven't regularly played, regularly, ha, it's late, regularly played Halo Reach uh, or 3, let alone 3, but especially Halo Reach since like 2012. I'm honestly not even sure why I didn't go back and play it over the years. Um, I've been playing it a little more often the last couple weeks before the servers closed down, but oh, I could talk a lot about that game. Makes me really sad. You can play it on MCC on, you know, Steam and Xbox, but it's just it's just not the same thing. You know, the OG servers, the like really bad frame rate, the the unlocks, though, all the good and the bad from the 360. You know, it's it's uh, it's nostalgic for sure. 100 percent. Absolutely legendary game. Definitely going to be making some content in the near future talking about just that game specifically reach and what it has meant to me. So on that slightly sad note, last week's episode had 22 plays. Thank you, y'all. I really appreciate it. The results from the poll. What do you think about Halo Infinite free-to-play? 0% voted for I'm totally down for free-to-play. Heck yes, y'all. 0% voted for I don't care about cosmetics anyways. I'm just getting headshots. Awesome to see. Uh, 20% of the votes were for I definitely wish other features were in, but it's all good at the end of the day. Nope, that's not nearly enough fire and rage like the 80% of the votes. Appreciate it, y'all. Good stuff. Okay, I think that was a really long intro. Let's get into some tech. CES 2022 was earlier in the month. The Consumer Electronics show happens every January. It's like the E3 of the consumer tech world. I will absolutely be going one day at some point. 
Can't wait till that happens. The biggest things I've been tracking from the news of announcements uh, are mostly laptops. And from the list of announcements, Razer did their thing with some new Razer blades. However, the coolest laptop that I saw was the Asus ROG Zephyrus Duo 16. This thing, <laughs> this thing is nuts. Okay, so up to, or I think actually fixed, maybe up to, but a fixed, I believe, Ryzen 9 6890HZ processor. Is that correct? Hold up. Nope, it looks like my own notes are wrong. Uh, a Ryzen 9 6890HX processor up to a 3080 Ti laptop GPU, depending on which model you go for, uh, up to 64 gigs of RAM, which is more than my desktop has right now. That alone is like bonkers specs, but the crazy part is it, it has two screens. So the top is, is an IPS screen that is either running at 4K 120 hertz, or this is like part of like Asus's like kind of dual screen stuff that they're going for with their laptops now. So it's 4K 120 or 1080p 240. I, I found a couple of Linus Tech Tip videos um, talking about some of the prototype versions, maybe of these laptops, where Asus is trying to blend the like gaming laptop that's you know 1080 240 with the laptop that's more made for uh, creators and you know productivity laptops that are IPS, you know 4K for sure, 4K 60, or apparently now 4K 120, which is ridiculous. So that alone is pretty darn cool. But it also has a second lower display that sits right above the keyboard. It's like a crunched 4K display. It's 38. 40 by 1100 also IPS um, it supports a stylus which is cool you could put whatever you wanted on it I'm thinking like editing timelines like the content browser for Unreal Engine um, material windows and blender other things like that super sick um, Lenovo has made a couple of those that have the second lower display it seems maybe like it probably wouldn't get used a whole ton but when you did need it it'd be super clutch. 100% DCI color coverage, I believe HDR as well from just looking at some of the sheets. It's gonna be an absolute beast. No price yet, I guess it's supposed to come out in the next couple of months or at least more information is supposed to come out in the next couple of months. I imagine it's gonna be well north of three, of three grand which is really understandable considering how just absolutely specced out these laptops are. And then of course the price bump being a laptop, um, a little bit of a tough price to swallow for sure. However, uh, I want it. It's also really funny because my current computer, that granted is like a year and a half old, was like $1,400, $1,500. So to spend nearly double, if not more, on a laptop seems a little bit like why. However, what I do want to do on the note of like getting up from my desk every now and then is potentially move to another desk on the other side of the room with a laptop driven productivity setup. 4K IPS, hopefully Asus ProArt ultra wide monitor, wireless keyboard, wireless mouse, the ultimate like focus, get my work done, desk setup, productivity setup. A laptop driving that so I can plug it in when I'm home, it powers up and absolutely runs everything like a dream. But then, I want, if I want to take it and go somewhere, all my files, all my, all my programs are, are there. And then I can, you know, whenever, you know, even if it's just to the couch, that's going to be sick. I'm rambling a whole ton. Let's move on. Despite being a relatively cut back conference, um, there were a lot of different fun stuff announced. Samsung kicked out announcements on a whole bunch of different awesome monitors. Go look it up. It's insane. They have like a, a 55 inch um, ultra wide curved, but it's also vertical. It has three different screen um zones that you can plug in different inputs to some of the HDMIs to like run a you know a console into one of the zones and then maybe a second PC into the third zone and then you're like streaming PC onto the first zone or whatever so you have like a streaming console double PC setup on one monitor super bonkers I'm tired it's like pushing midnight I know that's not super late but I'm exhausted go look it up anyways you also have Razer doing their thing Razer is somewhat known for like conceptualizing interesting products maybe they make it maybe they don't however Project Sophia, which is a modular gaming desk that has like hot swappable 
uh, zones. Some of the modules are um, like a RAID controller, your network uh, speed, and you can monitor things from there. Um, your CPU and GPU uh, monitoring with, you know, clock speeds, uh, temps, different things like that. We absolutely have to get it. One, because it's insane and looks ridiculous and is totally the Razer extra-ness that we all appreciate from them. Also, Sophia is my wife's name. So naturally, we have to invest in whatever project she has going on with Razer. Really excited to see what she puts together. I had no idea that collaboration was a thing. And another collaboration, the Razer and Fossil Smartwatch. That's all I'll say about that. Razer, keep doing your thing. All right, next on the docket, we have to talk about some next-gen consoles. Uh, Instigating console war conversations on my TikTok videos and in the comments there brings me so much joy. Some people still get really heated about their gaming hardware opinions. I will say getting heated about games, as you all know from last week, I'm totally about, can totally relate to. Hardware as well, I can totally relate to, so I love it. How I see things is that PlayStation over the years has had their single player exclusives on lock way more, way better than anything Xbox does. Xbox has like Forza and Halo, and that's kind of it. A lot of their stuff comes out on PC anyways, so it's like, eh. However, Xbox has the multiplayer side of things, I think, way more unlocked, just Xbox Live being as legendary as it is. At the end of the day, though, I think it's really just dependent on what games you like to play and where your friends are at. I think especially this console, compared to last, at least kind of what I had paid attention to, that's the conversation more than, like, a clear winner on the quote-unquote console war. However, there are still things to talk about on each side, so let's start off with the Xbox Series X slash S. You still can't find them anywhere, right? You can find bundle options. They're like, you know, bundle pro options however they're like for the most part i mean they're they're available at least which is cool but i would say xbox and playstation this is you know you really can't find base consoles right you can't find just plain old series x's you can't find any kind of ps5s really at all series s you still can find which is awesome and that's totally a very valid and very legit next gen purchase 100 percent. however i love me my top of the line tech so we have to look at the series x and PS5, that's the only option on that side. For the bundles though, um, (laughs) Xbox, what are you doing? So of the two bundles that I've seen, um, the one that's actually pretty darn good is you get you get the console, the wireless controller, all the normal um, stuff that comes with the console when you buy it. Except for the bundle, you get a Series 2 wireless controller, uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which is Xbox Live and Game Pass, that bundled, I believe for a year, I would imagine, uh, and a $50 GameStop gift card. That's not bad. I think they that's like all the individual prices bundled up i don't think they've knocked any kind of price off of that if that was like a rock solid 700 dollars, that'd be super super worth it but it's like nearly 800 and it's you know at that point you're nearly paying scalper price except it is sold like msrp by gamestop but it's it's i don't know it's it's getting up there for sure the other option that i've seen that's like just ridiculous and either completely out of touch from microsoft's end or I think that these games are terrible when they're actually really loved. I don't know. But the other bundle is FIFA 22 and Far Cry 6 and Game Pass for a year and a $100 GameStop gift card. And that's like also nearly $800, which is ridiculous. I'll talk about the PlayStation bundles here in a second. However, I I mean, that's the bundles. If that's your options... The Series 2 version, for sure. That's the way to go if you're going to get a bundle. However, we also got to talk about some games here on the Xbox side of things. Um, I think this is kind of old news. I believe it happened like back in April. Microsoft acquired ZeniMax. And ZeniMax has Bethesda under their umbrella. And under Bethesda, you have Arcane and you have a bunch of different studios. That acquisition, I think, got Microsoft like 10 more first-party studios. Now, that's a big win in the Xbox corner for people who, like myself, who 
primarily use consoles for single player games. Um, I do think most people who are looking forward to like the next Elder Scrolls game, for example, have a PC already ready to go. Uh, I've played all my Bethesda and Arcane stuff on PC. I don't see that changing at all. However, that acquisition, Microsoft buying ZeniMax, is still a pretty darn big win. So, um, you know, I hate Microsoft for what they're doing with most things with Halo these days and a lot of Forza stuff too, but you know, whatever good for them. Jumping to the other side of the fence with the PlayStation 5, uh, the bundle options here, you still can't find the normal, just, you know, console by itself um, anywhere, but the Pro bundles are a lot better of a deal. You get along with the just normal console and everything that comes with it. You get Spider-Man Miles Morales. You get the Director's Cut PS5 Enhanced Edition of Ghosts of Tsushima, an extra DualSense controller. I believe that's what it's called, right? DualShock 4 was the PS4 one. DualSense is the new one, I think, right? And if I liked tech in white, this would definitely be the way to go. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a black tech person, um, dark and cozy for sure. That's that's my speed. That PS5 bundle is still like around 750 bucks. It's completely much more worth the price because I think all the individual prices, I think it all totals up to like 800 bucks. And I think they sell it for like 725 or 750. So you do get a bit of a savings. It's a much better deal for sure. If you're already looking at like picking up all those things anyways, that's awesome. You can actually find it now if you can save up, you know, if, if that's if 800 bucks, boom, dropping it like that isn't a total, you know, like wallet killer. Right. So that's cool news. Uh, but moving to the games, oh, dude. OK, Horizon Forbidden West looks so good. I can't wait to play that. I, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Platinum did. I can't, I'm going to make a GMV about it for sure. Peep the YouTube for that. Link in the, the show notes. <laughs> oh, it's late. Sorry, y'all. But yeah, Horizon Forbidden West looks so freaking good. Aloy's got like, it looks like some different abilities, um, different weapons. You get more coastline because I think it's supposed to be, you know, Forbidden West. I think uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was like Arizona, Utah landscape you know not like actual but you know that was where it was based off of with all the geography this one's supposed to be like san francisco based i think i think you can see like a post-apocalyptic you know foliage ridden golden gate bridge i believe so that's kind of where it takes place so it's like a lot more sandy dunes coastline freaking can't wait for that game whenever ps5s are back in stock or you know different pro bundles maybe uh, actually ship with like the black dual sense controller for example we're 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 picking that up wallet how you doing good scared okay some other ps5 games i'm looking forward to as well uh elden ring which i know is like a multi cross-platform game however for me like i said single player games are are a console thing and i always i always saw ps5 and playstation my ps4 i guess specifically as where i want to buy like single player games trophies i know achievements are like legendary but i don't know i just click with trophies so much more red dead redemption 2 played it on ps4 freaking loved it 1080 30 clunk fest in some of the cities but like was an awesome experience much more so than i think if i had played it on pc in terms of immersion pc i'll get into that later pc has a whole weird thing of immersion for me elden ring though gonna be sick on ps5 hogwarts legacy holy snap freaking can't wait for that game i think there's so there's a february 3rd uh state of play that playstation is doing and supposedly that game's like the headline game so harry potter fans keep an eye out clear your schedules on the third uh and be ready for some news i think they're dropping a new gameplay trailer is what i saw and oh my goodness can't wait for that i do love me my visual game eye candy i think the ps5 is going to be able to do plenty good eye candy for those cross-platform games i'll be playing it with a controller anyways i think the ps5 is going to be the way to go i'm just going to have to make sure to really avoid spoilers for the games that do come out because uh spoilers suck okay so let's move to some performance of the next gen consoles uh they're marketed for easily achievable 4k gaming we're already seeing that with some of the launch titles i believe on playstation i know like miles morales i think runs at 1080 60 
a really good looking 1080 60 or maybe even 1080 30 i'm not sure either way i don't know 4k gaming is like the whole push for the next gen consoles supposedly 4k 120 uh we'll see i don't think that's going to happen for a long time for sure at least i think that some of the games that will hit that maybe are going to be some of the big franchise games like you know modern warfare not modern warfare but you know call of duty although those games are very visually uh detailed these days for sure i think just the marketing of being able to stamp like 4k 120 Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, I guess would be like three. You know, they're going back through the Modern Warfare trilogy. I think those games might ship or might try to ship at 4K 120. Um, however, not for a while. I talked about this in a TikTok, but over the console cycle, developers just get better at working with the hardware. So, you know, things right now like Forza on the Series X, for example, is 4K 60. I think that game could have been probably 4K 120 if they wanted it to be. My 2070 Super uh, on 1440p runs maxed out settings at 75, like a very rock solid 75 frames per second. I know 4K is a good, good jump up in pixels, but... Uh, console optimization is just a, a crazy, nice and fixed thing. So they do some magic over there. I think it could have been 4K 120 if they really, really wanted to push for that like nice launch title marketing hype. Um, but either way, any game that hits it, I think some of the earlier adopters are going to see uh, either it's going to be like 1440p with some with some upscaling or like, you know, native 4K with a heavy amount of DLSS uh, to get that 4K 120 performance. That's not going to be like a, a stutter fest. Luckily, DLSS 2.0 looks amazing. So no worries about details there. Um, I think that's probably just what we're going to see first, though. Somewhat related, but The Last of Us 2 is supposedly getting a PS5 enhanced director's cut version at some point this year. One, holy snap, that game was freaking amazing. I don't think it needs to be 120 hertz. Um, I don't, yeah, 4K 60 on story games. I really think I'm on the small vocal minority that at some point story games running at like 144 frames a second no longer feel like story games you know 108030 i'm more or less totally okay with i would probably be fine also with 108060 i'm playing star wars fallen order right now at 1440p 75 hertz um and that game is fluid as heck but i think having that like you know close to movie frame rate movies are shot in 24 frames a second i think the further away you get from that some of the cinematicness if that's even a word, starts to kind of lose its touch with certain story games. I don't want story games at 120 hertz. I don't even think they will. I think probably a very, very, very nice 4K 60 for story games over the next-gen console. That's probably what we're going to see. Ah, and deep exhale. Hey, how was that? Enough rambling for the day? Ah, I, ah man, I really got to get better at writing outlines and sticking to the outline because, frankly, my outline is, looking back through it, not half bad. I just ramble a lot. So, anyways, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate you listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your weekend. Yeah. Okay, peace out.